Hey you, thanks for tuning into the Waiting List Podcast. I'm Long Long. I'm Daniel. And I'm Jacqueline. And we are three watch friends with a healthy obsession for watches. So sit back and relax with us while we chat with collectors, industry giants, and share some good vibes. Welcome to the Waiting List Podcast. And today we welcome a type of guest that we've never had on the show before. She is neither a collector, or a dealer, or media, or a brand person. She's in fact an artist. Now I know a lot of watch people will say, yeah, you know, um, watchmakers are artists too, but we mean an artist in the truest form because she actually draws and paints. So why, why would we have an artist on a watch show? It's because she paints and draws watches, right? To an unbelievable level, unbelievable standard, right? And her name is Cecilia. So welcome to the show, Cecilia. Uh, hi, Daniel. Hi, Lan Lan. Hi, listeners. Um, thank you for having me in the show. Great. So, Cecilia, I know you're quite nervous to do this podcast, mainly because English isn't your first language, um, but you were still very receptive to the, to the idea of doing it because there, you do have many fans of your work. And I guess this is an opportunity to, for them to get to know the person behind the drawings and paintings, right? Yes, definitely. This is a way to that my um, followers and also my clients knows me better and knows more detail uh, all uh, about my work and uh, the things I, I, I want to say about my work. Good. Well, what I'd like to say, Cecilia, is don't worry. We're like... I don't know, 120 plus podcasts in and Long Long and I still have trouble with the English language. We still yeah. can't speak properly, Yeah. Um, especially if the vocabulary isn't food related. We, we tend to stumble our, across <laughs> our words. So don't, don't you worry about that. <laughs> right. Um, for those listening, I think it's beneficial if as you listen, you open up Cecilia's Instagram feed, which mm -hmm. is at Cecilia is my name. So you can have a better sense of what we're talking about. Uh, like when I was doing the pre-call with Cecilia, I found having that page open really helped just, just to get a feeling and energy about what her art was about. So without further ado, let's get into this. Now, since English isn't your first language, what is your first language? Because on, on your Instagram profile, it says Argentinian and Italian. Uh, my uh, first language is Spanish, uh, but also I speak, uh, as I told you before, Italian, uh, French, and English. But, uh, you know, the pronunciation is always, always a trouble for me, <laughs> even with Italian, because the first language is Spanish. So my head is like a salad of languages <laughs> and words uh, trying to come in all together. <laughs> my brain is constantly tra translating. Well, I say this in the nicest way, but you know, if the way you speak English with that kind of accent, it's very attractive. I know. I <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's like, cute. yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I take it you were, you, you were born in Argentina. So how did you end up in Italy now? Uh, well, um, my ancestors, my bisnono, uh, my uh, my uh, great uh, grandfather uh, was Italian, so um, I had the opportunity to came to Italy and take the citizenship. 
And the idea was first stay uh, a few months, get the citizenship. I came back to Paris where I was studying. But I said, no, <laughs> I'm going to stay here. It's my culture. It's, uh, even uh, Genova is very similar to Buenos Aires. So it's, I, I felt instantly like was my home. And I need to be here mm. working and living and okay. so on. So uh, my knowledge of Argentina is very limited. Well, basically, it's Lionel Messi and the football team of Maradona. That, that's pretty much it. Um, I thought you were going to say like Argentinian steak. Yeah, yeah that, that is another thing as well, like the meat. Yeah, but, but it, I mean, even then it's still limited. I mean, you've added one thing to it. Yeah, like, um, but is, is Argentina one of those places where people look to leave to go to other countries for a better life? Or, or, or do they mostly think, oh, you know, I'll stay here. Is what you did rare or is it actually quite common? The reason why I ask is there's places in China where there's certain provinces which are very, you know, they always looking to leave that province. You know, I'm talking like, you know, like Fujian, Long Long, you know, mm -hmm. they're constant, they have no qualms. And in fact, they really look forward to leaving it. I mean, they'll return one day, but they kind of see as they have to leave to further their career and, and their life. You know, is Argentina one of those kind of places? Um, yes, I, I mean, it took me a long to take the, the decision to leave Argentina, uh, to migrate for study or for work for better, even for my career, because it's a beautiful country. And I think every country, if you want, <laughs> you feel like your own country is beautiful and, and you miss your culture and your culture has um, a determined characteristic that you feel that you love this mm -hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, my country is a country with a, a big uh, economic crisis and it's very difficult for an artist's growth internationally. Like uh, shipping, something simple like shipping the artworks could be very difficult if, if I would live in, in Argentina. So uh, what to start at the beginning, uh, the, the migrate for study and then made the citizenship became something like uh, no I need to stay one because I love Italy and I want to be here and I want to grow with, internationally with my career but also because Argentina is now in a big big economic crisis so life is difficult yeah. okay so with life being so difficult in Argentina as you describe surely the life as an artist is also i mean i've always imagined the life as an artist difficult anywhere but um why did you pick artist as a career how did you become an artist um i was not searching became an artist it was a bit uh, um was nearly nine years ago uh, I study law, I study international commerce, I, I work in, in things related with, with, their, uh, with, with this, but um, I feel like I feel like I was not fulfilled my, 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 that my life was not, I feel not happy with this. It was a moment with the big crisis because I realized that all I was studying all that years invest in study and making a plan for something where some was not make me me happy 
So um, I decided to make like a break, like a stop. And in this break, I tried to make things that like me, like a kind of therapy, we can say. And I drew nearly all my life, but they never paint. I was a bit scared of work with colors. Um, for some reason, I decided to retake Borges uh, literature, uh, the Argentine uh, writer Jorge Luis Borges. Um, this just pushed me to start to paint. And um, what started as a paint, as a, just paintings as a therapy, then became a project about Jorge Luis Borges and how he inspired many musicians, directors, and other artists. And after two years with this project of paintings, I made my first solo exhibition in one of the um, a, a very well-known museum in Argentina, the, the Center Cultural Borges. So I, it was like, oh, now I'm selling my art. Now I'm working as an artist. Now I have, after two years, I said, okay, now I'm an artist, I think. <laughs> Wow, like, I, I, you never said that in the prequel. Um, and for our listeners out there, um, the person that has inspired Cecilia is, can you say his name again? Jorge Luis Borges. Yeah, so that's uh, J-O-R-G-E, Luis, L-U-I-S, and then B-R-O-B-R-R-G-E-S. So he's a, a famous uh, writer. It's a it's very famous Argentine writer. Okay. Um, he he's very well known also in in Italy. Um, he write he wrote short uh, stories, no novels or he wrote mainly short stories. And these stories, uh, the, the the subject of these stories were mainly about the time, the circularity of the time. Uh, about the creation, about artistic appropriation, like as an example, when you took uh, something of other artists and you retransforming something new. Uh, so he's still inspiring my work now. Wow. So let me get this right. You started off in a career in commerce and um, was it a business? law for me, a lawyer? Yeah, law, sorry, law. <laughs> And you did that and you were very unfulfilled, unhappy. And so you started to search out things that made you happy, um, which included like painting and, and reading literature. And the two kind of were synergistic. And you started to really excel in the, in the, in the painting inspired by this particular writer. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Um, okay. You know, in, in, in that moment was uh, a bit risk when I decided to make this stop of my work because we're talking about a country that has a big crisis. And it's not like, oh, you know, I want to take just this month like a kind of holidays for... No, it was like I need really stop and rethink what I'm going to do in the rest years of my life. It was... Uh, Time was also on the table in that moment because uh, how much time I could make this break for for rethink, and if I fail, I need to come back to this uh, 
what is not making me happy. So uh, was uh, a risky time, <laughs> but it was it. Hmm. Well, Cecilia, you probably don't know this about me, but I, I used to be a dentist, right? Yeah. And I basically, my story is very similar to yours. I, I wasn't okay. very happy and I was very unfulfilled. So I actually, you know, found solace in watches and horology that, that, that really, really inspired me. And so it's, it's very similar. So I understand what you say about the risk, the, the courage needed, but I think when you look back at it, I think you'll also agree. You felt, you also feel like you have no choice, but to stop because you reach, uh, it's not like, yeah, you are courageous, but I mean, actually you feel like you have no choice and you, you, you can't continue like this. And then, yes. yeah, yes. yeah. Wow. So, but you said two years to draw. I, I, I've seen your paintings and they don't look like somebody that, like, give me two years, it won't look like that. I'm not saying it looks better. I'm saying it looks a lot worse. How, how did you get so good? Are you naturally, did you find this talent inside you where you can draw like this and paint like this? Uh, no, I mean, I, I drew nearly all my life, uh, but um, I never have uh, like the courage to take the colors. It was like, for me, it was in my mind was always, no, I cannot do this. I, I, it's the reason because I never imagined me as an artist. Uh, but after half this, I don't know how to say it, this wish to start to paint, I just start with one brush and one color painting. It was like, I want to paint. So I, I, I went to the store and I pick up a brush and chose a color. And I started as self-talk. The study in Paris came mm -hmm. much, much later. Oh. So nine years before, I didn't draw and I paint like this. It was, I mean, I made realistic drawings since I'm very little, but the paintings I, was more, more, more long time. Okay. I want to ask about, because um, I never went to art school and I took art in high school, but then within the class, you can just look at other people and then you know which, like, what level, like, are you good? Are you bad? Can this, can you make a living out of it, right? Are the people in art school or even like in middle school, high school, can they all draw like you or like, is that the norm? <laughs> um, I, I mean, when I, I have this, I have also this um, curiosity before studying art because I was, I studied something totally different. So when I started studying art, I realized that was mainly in the beginning of the, of the career of in France, you made the, the, the lessons. And, and the first year was all um, just theory, you know, history of the art. And so it's mainly that you need to practice also, get your own techniques. And yes, you learn, you learn about materials, about mediums, about how to express. You feel, you, feel, you, you feed your mind with uh, knowledge about painters and etc. But um there is a phrase that's oh, a quote that says, uh, hard works beats talent. And this hard works is referred to practice. It's just mm -hmm. practice and practice and make things and make studies. And this is the way you, 
you arrive to uh, a point of what uh, is in your hand and your head, you put it on the paper or in the canvas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, this question takes us back a little bit. I wanted to ask it before, but I forgot, which was when you made that, you know, in Argentina, um, where, you know, you do describe the economy being really bad and you made that decision to follow art or change your path. How was that kind of greeted by by your family? Um, it, it was it was I mean, if uh, it was never I was never supported by my family in that because um, even if I think about the decision of a study for be a lawyer and during the career I said to myself I don't see myself as a lawyer I don't I don't see myself doing this but you know it's uh, it's very bad it's not very well seen being an artist even if you study more mm. in that in, in at that time i mean i born in 82 so in the 90s this about the artist it was not so it wasn't very well seen by my family yeah i i can understand because you know they, they probably see like this lawyer which is a high prestige job right and then going into something which is like a in their eyes a, a bit airy fairy right but yes, yeah like, like uh there are more chances to fail being an artist than mm. being a lawyer yeah because it's something very established now not so now i think this myth of the artist who is uh, poor and is uh, always uh, failing or or needs to be an artist as a hobby but has a main job i think it's it's going away uh, but at the time i was uh, adolescent and it's, it's in the moment mainly when you start to decide where you want to study when you finish the high school it was like no you need to study a real career, <laughs> a, mm. a real job, <laughs> and have a real uh, more in Argentina that we are. I mean, not all, but not all the persons. But there is a strong structure of the family, married kids, and all, and all that. It sounds very Chinese, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievably and, Chinese. It's it's so strong. This. Uh, I don't know how to say this canon of what should be that we carry on then our bags and makes our life extremely difficult. Mm, right. Well, well, that's uh, quite poignant. Uh, but I do have to get back onto the topic of your art because it is amazing. And I know, I know, me and Long Long are joking about like, oh, you know, we can't draw like that, and that's the standard. If you've opened up the Instagram, you should realize that. A lot of what Cecilia draws looks like a photograph. I mean, it's like spot on. To if you didn't know and you just pulled, you you actually might think it was a photograph, right? It's that accurate, which is why we're like, huh? What do you mean? You like in my mind, I'm thinking practice. I mean, I, I don't think even I'm I'm good with my hands as well, right? Like I don't think I could do that with with practice. I think there's some kind of inherent talent. I mean, I understand Long Long's question. Yeah. When I was in art, you know, you saw people and they just took a pencil to their hand and they could draw things and you'd be like, how did you do that? <laughs> right? Yeah, but 
what made you draw watches out of everything you could draw why watches um uh well i was um arriving in 2018 to italy for made the citizenship and in that uh lapse of time of course i could not work because you are like a, you are like in a limbo in a, making the citizenship and in a country that you are not uh, established at all and I was also like, a, again, with a bit of stop. So I rethink, I, I, I started to rethink, okay, I need to do, I want to do something um, that have, that talk about time, but I don't know how to, to, to do it because I did portraits and I was with uh, this project of uh, Jorge Luis Borges, but I need to change a new thing, new, a new subject. And um, a friend uh, show me, shows me, but was something nearly casually because mm. it was not something like, oh, I can't do it. We were just talking about life. <laughs> and he shows me, um, um, an, I think, a, an interview, an article about the Paul Newman Rolex Daytona. Mm. And I start to read and I said, oh, this can be uh, a wonderful muse, a wonderful subject for uh, continue with a line of a work that has to do with time, and with all has to do with the, the all that is relate related. Oh my pronunciation, I'm sorry. All that is uh, related related to time. Yes. So I start like this, and that okay. was my first painting. The, Paul, the Rolex Paul Newman Daytona, yes. that's, a, that's, a, that's a piece to start off with. I mean, how did you find it, actually seeing it and then actually drawing it? How was it for you? Um, it was a bit difficult because uh, I worked with um, a photo from mm -hmm. internet, from the web. So it was not a high-resolution photo. And that means that there are misinformation that you need to... that that not the information you need to to create information in the canvas painting with the paint mm -hmm. so it took me very long time and also i was used to paint uh portraits and it was very difficult very different because uh with watches you need to be focused in the fonts uh, in the hands in the little details in the patina it was all the whole world and I need to change my technique, the way I used to paint, I, it changed totally. So it was a, a, a totally transition to, to establish my own techniques in paintings and, and discover a new world uh, about how to place it, the drawing, where I need to, to, to be focused. Um, if you do, if, if, when I did portraits, I was mainly focusing the eyes I put all my energy working in the eyes. So in the watch, I need to think, okay, what I want to highlight, the crown, the fonts, the deal. There's so much things that are important to highlight. So it was a total, a, a different journey for me. Okay. Um, is it easier to draw portraits or is it easier to draw watches? Um, I think there are, two different things um there are different kind of difficulties 
uh, I was one time you are used in something it's not difficult anymore but the portrait has something challenge that you need to find the essence of the person you are <laughs> making the portrait and sometimes you uh, you know you need to reflect the, 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 the look you need uh, there you need to work some shadows for for make very good the, the gestures and so on. Uh, and with the watches, the difficult is that all has the perfect millimetrical measure. Everything needs to be nearly perfect if you want to do it hyperrealistic, of course. And just a little line different in the font changes everything because the vintage reference mainly are recognized, but also by the fonts, by the hands, only too much. So it's like, you know, different kinds of difficulties, different kind of focus. The reason why I'm laughing is more because like, I think me and Dan's first reaction is like, of course, portraits is harder. You have to draw like individual hair, like each strand and eyelash, eyebrow. But actually, that's not like the difficult part for you. I, I, I was actually thinking yeah I bet you're a really good person to have on the team when you play that game with like have two pictures that. yeah and you have to look for and then you have to pick the differences yeah. yeah I bet you're really good at that game yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking or like yes. at a crime scene and she needs to yeah, yeah. around to be like who moved something yeah I I, I by the way I love that game <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm not surprised you love that game. I, I like that game too, but only for the first three games. And then I'm bored of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was always going to say portraits harder because when you do a portrait of somebody, they take it very personally, don't they? Because they're like, you know, especially, you know, anybody, I guess, would take it personally and say, nah, I'm thinner than that. You know, I'm better looking than that. I have better eyes than that. You know, I don't have, uh, decreases in my forehead but you, you know why did you draw that you know people can be very blind to to how they want themselves to look right so it must be very hard because you must be thinking no you actually look like that <laughs> yeah. yes and sometimes what happened in this this is uh, sometimes what happened in the art is like of course there there must be something of the artist in the artwork and when you make a portrait you risk to have this and make it more liberal more but maybe it's not what the person if if it's a commission wants and also if it's not a commission but you are making the portrait of a famous person uh, you cannot let this subjectivity affect the the painting because uh, you need to to try to find the way to to recreate the, the look of this person the way uh, I don't know the essence of the person in the, the energy of this person right yes yes even that yeah so how do you actually deal with that because you know the guy's paying you or she's paying you the person is paying you. Oh, I just want to be completely PC there. The person is paying you, but then you have to retain your artist's values. Like, how do you balance that? Because it must be quite difficult. Um, I, I try to work with commissions I really want to do. I, I think I told you this in our recall 
there I have you asked me if there is a waiting list, but no, it's not sometimes clients need to wait like one or two months, but I try to work with things I really feel that, oh yes, I want to do this. This came and wow, wonderful. I, I think it's it's great because I really want to do it. And if I don't want to do it, I I I I prefer not because I know that they're gonna struggle. The experience from my past tell me that it's better always go in in, in what you really want to do. I think if you were doing a portrait of me, it'd be really easy because you you just need to draw a clown. And then I think <laughs> if, if you were if you were drawing long long, it'd be even easier. Okay. All you have to draw is a hot dog or a cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to, if you talk about energy, that's exactly what it is. I, I do have the energy of a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, one thing that I, I came to learn in our uh, pre-call interview was that something that is quite unusual is that you do a lot of your painting using oil pencils. Now, you know, I didn't even know that there was a thing called oil pencils. To me, you know, it was always graphite or something like this, carbon. Um, how is using oil pencils different to graphite pencils? And I ask this question because there's lots of people that seem to be using pencil, right, to do also watch um, paint, uh, watch drawings. How is how is yours different? Um, okay, I I work with two different uh, mediums. I work with uh, the, the the oil paintings in the tube, the classic, mm. uh, on the canvas, and I, I, I wanted uh, to draw also, but I didn't want to, to use uh, graphite. I want to take this spirit of the oil, that oil offers all the oil paintings are different, like has another dimension, but work with paper. Uh, so I make a research and I found that uh, Coran Dash has these uh, oil pencils and wax pencils and I start to experiment with them on paper. Um, I was all 2020 doing this. I made several studies. I was trying to find a, a technique to, to work with these pencils. They are very creamy. Um, they are very different to graphite. I mean, it's not that one are more easy or better or or it's just that are different in the composition and in the way you work and um, as an example for um, the layers in the color and the oil pencils are necessary to create a final color so you need to put one color layer then another color and another and after all these layers the transparency make a final color and also you add details. So um, I discovered that in, in all this study that I made in 2020, um, yes, 2020, that if you press the, um, the, pen, the old pencils on the paper, you burn the, the tooth of the paper. Mm. And I didn't want that because I work with Arches paper that cold press that has a texture, um, has a natural white, a bit yellow, so it looks very vintage paper. Um, I realized that if I work very slowly, very soft, layer after layer, I arrive to a point 
that the drawing in the end looks like um, the texture of uh, photography. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, with all the characteristics of the drawing, um, make a beautiful contrast with the paper and the final drawing. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a bit like uh, you did the drawing doing by oil pencils and wax, you have like the spirit of a painting, but on a drawing with a photographic dimension. Um, so that's the reason because I, I, I use it. Okay. So you think that the oil gives it a more realistic interpretation related to the photo because you can have that, well, that, that color, which is a very close match to what you see on the photograph. Is that correct? Um, Yes, and also because these this shiny layers offer like a different contrast with the paper um, and the colors, you, you can work the colors in the way that, um, you know, you form the colors, you, 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 you mm. go creating, needs a lot of layers for arrive to this final and unique color. Um, and also it's like work you you i have the spirit of the oil paintings but in a more dynamic way i don't okay. need to wait that the paintings yeah. dry i don't need to use some paper for then apply the other layer the, the process of the oil paintings is very heavy in comparison to drawings i'm when i look at your instagram it's hard to tell where you draw i mean it looks like it could be in your kitchen it could be in a studio um, can you kind of describe like how do you work? Do you work from morning? You have you start the day and you just start painting the whole day, or you actually think of it like okay, home is home, and then you go to a studio and work set number of hours. What is your day like? Uh, no, uh, my day is like uh, I, I mean I live in kind of home studio. Mm -hmm. Is I cannot call it a studio because it's my home, but at the same time, it's more a studio than home. <laughs> but it's, um, it's a kind of uh, a loft. It's a, a, the, the, it separates, there is a part that separates my room. Uh, but then is I have um, different rooms mm -hmm. and I have different tables. So there are different uh, drawings open, different projects open in the tables. And then I have a big uh, uh, easel Mm. is with uh, a, a big easel in yeah. other in other room um where i'm working currently a big oil painting uh in one meter uh yes in one meter 50 for one meter 20. Mm -hmm. so um i woke up in the morning and i prepare my coffee in my mocha pot and i go Bringing the coffee to where is the painting, and I touch the painting. Like yes, it's dry. I can work here because sometimes it's mm -hmm. it's dry to the touch, but it's not dry. Mm -hmm. So then I go to to the drawings and I plan it. I make a plan of my day. Like okay, today I gonna draw in this drawing and this. And believe it or not, the hours pass, and sometimes I'm working eight, nine hours, and I stop and I start with the computer. Like. Okay, my website because I do my own website and I mean freelance. The the, the life of a freelance is you don't take a, a rest uh, and you close the door and forget all what is in the office. You mm -hmm. take a rest and then you're thinking, what's the next? What are they gonna do next? Mm -hmm. 
what they can work and and I also do since 2019 something I call the everyday walk mm-hmm. and it's not exercise it's nothing it's just go out work um, go out walk and yeah. watch the nature watch the people observe see the colors go to the sea or go to the mountains or make long walks like uh, these hiking trails mm-hmm. to some calm place uh, to see nature be in contact um, that is one thing that it, it sounds like uh, rest but not is part of the work in fact yeah, yeah. Mm. I agree yeah it's good that you're taking tips from the waiting list podcast there and uh, it's good that me and Long Long are inspiring people, you know, by taking all these. No, me and Long Long do walks as well. Sorry, that was just a very bad joke. Um, <laughs> the other thing I, I, I want to ask you is photos over time, they like degrade, the color goes. Mm-hmm. Do your paintings change over time? Do they, example, do they have their own patina? Uh, yes. Um, in in the case of the oil paintings, the, the paintings made with the, the tubes, with the paints that come in the tubes mm-hmm. and the brushes, mm-hmm. oil dries for oxidation. So oxidation implies that color change, and not only in this three oh, okay. or week that is dry in the first layer. Could this oxidation could go um, ahead years and years. So how do you stop this oxidation varnishing? But you cannot varnish a painting after six months or one year because the oil needs to dry completely. Mm. So, yes, the paintings get their own patina. Even if you varnish, the varnish gets a, a, a very good, get yellow. Should not, but naturally, yes. So, after many, many years, paintings need a restoration. It, okay. They are prepared for that paintings are very strong for for be restored but uh yes get the patina get patina also mm. okay well cecilia it all sounds um all very expensive so <laughs> how much do these paintings go for um well prices uh goes between uh euros and could go till ten thousand or fifteen thousand euros uh, but so five thousand to fifteen thousand euros, right? Yes. Okay. Could, it depends about the size, about the complexity. Uh, but I think uh, I believe that an artist should not be paid for the hours of expensive materials used, or or not only for all these things. Uh, also, for the experience, for the knowledge, mm. for um all you know when when someone buy art by also the artist mm-hmm. because like the artist yes the artwork needs to match with the decoration of the spirit of the house or the place where the painting mm-hmm. gonna be but uh also i think when you buy art because you 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 feel some points in common with the artist or you like the artist so I don't know. Um, yes, materials are expensive. Time is money also. The time that I just spend making the art. Uh, 
but also the knowledge and the experience for a ride to this artwork are worth it. Hmm. And how long does it take to do like one painting roughly? Let's say, let's say the Rolex Daytona, for example, like I know you're experimenting at the start, but let's say you were to do that now, how long would that take? Uh, I think um, working only in that painting full time uh, from eight to 10 hours per day and resting only one day for doing three day, it yeah. would took me one month half. Mm. Wow. That's, it takes a long time because that it's not that you are just working and painting and painting. It passed a lot of process. You know, you make the first mm. layer, you compare with the photo, you sand the layer because the next layer of painting needs to get a stick and stick better if you sand like furniture <laughs> and uh, then you put the other layer of colors the color get absorbed again you need to put another glassings and the final stages are just observing the painting and seeing okay i go for this little touch i go for this little touch if you make a mistake that could happen uh you need to weigh the oil dries sand with the paper and go again with a new layer so yes takes a, a huge amount of time and also energy mm. yeah <laughs> I, I mean on instagram you, you'd think it only takes like a few minutes right because <laughs> all the videos are sped up and they go to draw very quickly and i think people have a very subsequently a poor appreciation like a month and a half of pure time and, and i'm sure you you know you've got other projects on the go so potentially you're looking over three months right for for the actual work to arrive so yeah that is a lot of time to to do something like this but yes. i also wanted to ask like your minimum size is like 80 by 80 why have you chosen that size uh for for oil paintings yes uh, 80 per 80 or uh, approximately uh, uh, can be in 90 per 70 or one meter per 70 so on but not so little because for me it's the same it's the same difficult to paint it a little that big and also because i think if the painting is big it's better because it's kind of you know have the a big painting can transport you to the the object you you are art there, the, um, it's like uh, I don't know. I like more big sizes for oil paintings. I like to to I enjoy also work uh, these big oil paintings. All this work, all this process, um, all the messes surrounding the painting. You know the all what implies. So drawings, yes, I go little because. I can place it on a table and I can uh, make little drawings. But paintings, I said, no, it's, I mean, I like work, big canvases, so I go in this line. Mm. Do, do, you, do you ever, like you mentioned something which is with watches, it's all about the details, right? If the details are slightly off, you feel that the whole thing is not balanced. Um, but you're drawing it so much bigger than the actual thing it is, you know, on the wrist. But that thing was also made by and designed by, you know, artists in the watch world. You know, that dial was designed. And some of those, some watches today, uh, you know, are heavily handmade. You know, those every indice at the set, the hands, it's all handmade. 
does it ever you have you ever stop to think i'm drawing this and already it's so difficult to get the detail in wow you know these artisans in switzerland they also spend this much time to make it look this good but it's literally like one to one thousand you know scale of what i'm drawing uh yes um Yes, and this is one of the reasons because I, I try to make the paintings uh, big, in a big scale, because it's like a contraposition of what they do. It's like a, um, take the minimum details to, to make it more big, more. So the eye don't need to, um, we can be transported to these, to these tiny details in a big painting. Even if a drawing is not so big, it's big, it's more big than these uh, little details and little pieces. Mm. How did you, when did you realize there was a market for this, that people were wanting to buy uh, yeah, paintings of watches? Um, in, in the beginning, I didn't realize that was a market. Yes, of course, I realized that was a, was a market. With the hashtags, you realize that it's a market, but I didn't knew that it would work. It was like I don't know if uh, people gonna buy me. Um, I don't know if collectors gonna buy the watches I paint or they buy. They gonna buy prints. I have the experience of made prints in my past. I have the experience of self paintings. I, but it was a total new thing. So. I said, okay, I, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to do it because I really want to do something related with time. And I'm going to start this series. Um, beyond uh, what happened uh, next. And um, it took a bit uh, for sale. Even the, the uh, Paul Newman Rolex Daytona was sold by my art manager uh, in the end of 2021. And I painted in 2019. Mm -hmm. So... I didn't knew in the moment I started that, oh, yes, I'm going to paint because I'm going to sell a lot. It was more like, uh, I want to do this, and if I can sell it, it would be amazing. And if not, I try it. I mean, I, I do something that I love it. I, I do a series that has to do with time that I want to work, and I go in line with uh, the work I started before. Right now, you're painting uh, using pictures you find on the internet, right? Have you tried painting with the actual watch, like being able to hold it and to look at it? Uh, no, no. Okay. Would it be, be easier? Nice yeah. Um, yes, would be very interesting. See mm -hmm. how the lights impact in, 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 in the watch moving because when you... When you work mainly with um, photos on the internet, these uh, photo shoots are sometimes a mix of a lot of photos. So the light sometimes mm. has not made some, a bit, even the shadows, and I'm like, oh, this shadow here is not make very much sense because it's a mix yeah. of a lot of shots. Um, so it would be interesting to, to have uh, the, the watch and make mm. at the same time looking the mm -hmm. yeah that's a that's a very good question actually by long because um 
we always talk about it on this on this uh, show that watches uh, in photographs never look like the real thing, yeah. right? And then the second thing is, you you from a photo, another thing you never really feel the energy of the watch. Mm. Yeah, you know, you only really know until you hold it in your hands. And then I think if you felt the energy of the watch, and how I what like for example, why a Paul Newman is worth what it is. I, I was having this conversation with Long Long, you know, the other day. We were we talking about the Paul Newman. We we're saying, you know, if you just see it, even in real life, and you just see it in your hand, you're like, oh, it's a bit light, it's a bit flimsy. It's a, you know, why would anybody pay this much for it? But then when you put it on, mm. it just transforms your whole outfit, like times a hundred, you know, and it doesn't matter what outfit you're wearing, whether it's you know, super smart or super um, street fashion or, or, you know, just more casual. It just elevates everything. And it'd be interesting to see if you could, you know, how you would interpret that in your, in your, um, yeah, paintings, but it would take a very uh, trusting client to give you a Paul Newman for <laughs> <Yes>. three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so how many paintings are you doing a year then if it's taking all this time um well doing that i'm i have several open projects and i'm not like full-time working in one um i do like two paint big paintings in one year um maybe between five and seven uh, drawings depending if these are little or big ones um okay. This year I want to go more bigger with drawings, but I need I need to make some some studies <laughs> before. Okay, and is Instagram your main main sales channel right now for this kind of thing? Um, uh, yes and no. I also work with uh, an art manager, uh, so yes, for one side, yes, is like first, but not the only one. Okay. And um, like, I want to know what watch did you enjoy drawing the most, painting the most? Um, I, 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 I think if I, I always, I always find something. If I, I can realize if something really likes me when find when time pass, when time pass, I can uh, see back and say, oh, mm. this was this was cool. Mm. And I, I, it was with the Caliber uh, 321 because uh, I was a start, I was that year I decided, okay, drawings are ready for, for be sold because I like the process, I like the outcome. So, but I need to adjust and put a deadline. Okay, I start this drawing when I can finish. So mm -hmm. I said, okay. You have this deadline, it's <laughs> nearly one month for one drawing, working full time, hard. Mm. And it was very, very struggling. It sounds mm. very contradictory, but yeah. I struggled so much with that drawing. And I worked so hard. And I didn't know that when I finished, would look nice or would look mm -hmm. beauty or. Um, so I just go ahead and when I finish, I see this shiny layer, the contrast with the paper. This drawing was so big. So it was like, oh, it worth it. 
And even if I look back and I see all the new things I could add to my techniques that I'm using currently with my drawings, it was from that hard month working with that drawing. So yes, if I if I could live again that moment, I would do it. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think that that painting of the three two one is amazing. Like it, that is so good. The one where you're holding it up, this one. Ah, uh, it. Yes, yes. It, it's amazing. I want to know really. Like at the yeah. end, because these paintings are quite big, right? So you're standing at the easel thing and you're like, whoa, it's finished. Do you ever look at it and then you look at the picture and then you're like, oh my God, I'm so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm so talented. <laughs> no, the, the, there, is, there is something that is called the um, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Uh, and some yeah. artists... As some artists and sometimes it's like it's knocking the door like you know mm -hmm. i'm the imposter syndrome i'm here yeah. and it's like mm -hmm. okay no so it's mainly that i need to say no it's it's good it's fine or or it happens that with the paintings you can go ahead with the details yeah. and i have this bad um perfections i call because mm -hmm. it's like never is good enough for 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 sell or for show i mean it needs to 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 have many conditions okay it needs to be perfect here on the paper even i don't show this on instagram but uh the drawings are totally covered in the surrounding are totally protected mm -hmm. because it's so much time you pass over them um so i protect the paper and then i check that everything is perfect and no, I, I, I always finding something, oh, this could be better. This even could be better. Mm -hmm. And with the 321, that's not happen. Mm -hmm. I finish and I feel not all, oh, I, I, I think I never say, oh, I'm very good. Now. But it feels like, oh, it was the hard work. It mm -hmm. was it. I'm, I'm happy with the ad, uh, outcome of this draw. <clears throat> <laughs> okay so my take from that is that you try to be humble with your answer but yes you feel amazing right <laughs> <laughs> but you do touch on a point where I do want to ask as an artist where you're trying to make it I mean it's, it's so good right when do you know it's finished um well in in the case of the oil paintings in the moment uh, you 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 pack it and you send it to the <laughs> to the person who who buy it to the client uh, because if the painting stay is always this con constantly exercise of watching and seeing details and you know I do it that I don't use the final varnish I always use like a retouch varnish I can't retouch them and all the time you oh look this so if I do prints. I, I don't retouch anymore the painting. So the painting is, the print is very fidel to the paint, to the oil painting. And in the case of the drawings, after work, very soft, this layer over layer. And I see this shiny last layer reflecting the light. And I see this contrast with the, with the paper. For me, it's, it's ending. I, I don't go more because you can damage this, this layer. Mm. So when, when you draw these 
paintings and they take so long of the you know months to draw I guess you kind of build a relationship with the painting right you kind of also going on a personal journey with the art but it's with yourself um what is it like then to call it a day with this project do you ever feel like you miss that particular project or <laughs> you miss that feeling with that particular project or is it no out of memory out of sight out of memory onto the next one um and if I understood uh, good the question, because sometimes I, 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 I get lost, um, it's referred to the attachment with the, with the artwork, like... Uh, all no, when, when, you, when you draw, you spend so many months doing it, right? Yes. You go through this whole relationship with the artwork. Yeah. So you're yes. with it for every day for three months. And then, you know, it's sold. Do you feel great? I got the money as well now or do you feel ah i'm i miss drawing it i miss seeing it every day or is it yes i'm on yes, to the next one forget it so, you know so yes I, I i understood well um yes it happens to two things is um you in the beginning with some pieces i get some attachment and one example was with the paul newman um uh, Rolex because it was the first one and it was not so immediately so it took a long a bit uh, like uh, in the end of 2021 uh, my art manager called me and said okay I, I have a collector and he wants the, the painting uh, an art collector um, and I was like I don't know I started like oh I and I realized I'm having this attachment with the with the painting, mm -hmm. and I said no, 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 no. Needs to go because uh, it needs to go ahead. You know, you need to create new things. Uh, it's part of let go. So, and also for other side, sell makes very good to the self esteem as an artist because what are you doing is making making happy other person who buy it. So, yes, with some pieces, it's a kind of attachment, but because it has a meaning like this oil painting that was my first watch painting. I have a question about, um, I mean, I know you're very happy now because you're doing something you love every day, right? But I think with artists, um, they they like to express their emotions and the, the life story through their work so if you're a singer you maybe like write a song when you're sad and then the song is sad right or you're a poet and you write a poem and it's very dark um but because this has now become a job and you you can't just like draw something else on the watch right it has to be like the picture like what becomes a way for you to like release your emotions uh, well, this is such a good, good question because I think I, I never gonna write this on Instagram. I mean, mm -hmm. um, because it's very personal. Yes, mm -hmm. currently I'm very happy because I'm doing what I, uh, nearly what I want to do all my life. But uh, in 2020, I have a kind of depression it has no sense for, for explain and I stopped to paint the last painting was 2021 I'm sorry mm -hmm. 
uh, was um, the Rolex Pepsi. Mm. So I finished with that painting and I said, this, I, cannot, I cannot do it because mm. I don't feel oil paintings, in my case, takes a huge um, amount of psychological stuff. I don't know how to explain mm. it, but mm. it has like a psychological, you know, you need to be strong, healthy, like... Uh, uh, you are sit hours and hours sometimes if if you are working on on a dry and on a wet layer applying the test you cannot say oh i'm tired i go to sleep motivated yeah etc yeah so 2021 hits me like a kind of depression and i could not paint so i stopped i totally stopped one year or more of one year so this is now i'm painting again and the only thing who bring me joy, so so drawing was the way uh, to go out of this kind of nonsense depression. I don't know why yeah. it came, but yeah. I was not. Uh, so the only thing that put me uh, out of, oh, I don't want to do anything, not even go out of the bed, mm-hmm. was like, no, you need to go and draw. And, uh, you need to go out, search colors. You need mm-hmm. to do uh, so. Drawings mainly help me to put out these kind of down emotions. Not even bad, these down mm-hmm. emotions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and help me in a way to okay. Now I'm ready again for go ahead with with big paintings. So, mm. well, thank you for being so. Uh... <laughs> I don't know really what to say. Uh, very personal, yeah. sharing something so personal with us. It's, um, it's, it's very personal, yes. I would never write this. I, I put on Instagram that um, I stopped for paint one year. Yeah. Um, and after one year, I'm back. But it was not the reason. But I drawings really give me joy. I, it's not that I don't enjoy paintings. Mm-hmm. are two totally different artworks and process and one is like you know i do it naturally i draw nearly all my life mm-hmm. so draw for me is like i just do it yeah naturally mm-hmm. so so does that mean you won't ever draw a rolex pepsi again <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but maybe i, I make it drawing <laughs> maybe i make it drawing <laughs> is that the what is that the watch you enjoyed least to draw <laughs> and um, the, the drawing I enjoy uh, more as, as I told you was the caliber 3021 mm-hmm. I was was a bit of also this 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 strolling process mm-hmm. uh, and it's a reason because I said if I look back it was like I put a goal on myself I said okay you need to go mm-hmm. to finish in and at the same time, I feel passion for, for what I was doing. And at the same time, in other level, I have this kind of depression that don't allow me to paint. So mm-hmm. it was like, okay, okay, we are doing, we are doing fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We are finding our joy here. And it's the reason because I go ahead with drawings. Mm. Okay. Is there any watch out there that, you want to draw but haven't drawn yet um 
No, I, I mean, no. Are you sure about that? <laughs> there's there's a lot of ugly watches out there. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you. <laughs> I mean, um, now um, I have planned all the series the because I work by series. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I already have in my mind planning for the next years in which series I'm gonna work. So. Um, I wanna work. I wanna I wanna draw and paint. Uh, all I want, <laughs> and there is so much uh, out there for for being inspired. So. Okay, right. Well, we're coming to the end of this main interview, which has been an absolute pleasure. Mm -hmm. Finally, I'd like to finish on what does art mean to you, and how does art change our lives, in your opinion? Um, well, art for me is um, collaboration. It's, it's a kind of adventure also because you never know what is going to happen, if you're going to fail, if you're going to success. Um, you, you need to feel passion for what you do. So it's collaborative adventure with other artists, with the persons who see your art, with the persons you want that see your art also, with the audience. Um, and Borges, uh, the, the writer who inspired me, used to say, read is an act of collaboration. Uh, so if I take this quote, I can say that if uh, a person watch my art, they are in a way collaborating with my creation because uh, it's not just and unilateral act is not that something that born from me to to the person is there is a feedback in art mm -hmm. it's a continued collaboration between artists between the persons who see the art and so on mm. it's a circle mm. Mm. okay right well thank you very much um i hope that wasn't too difficult for you and you enjoyed it we now go on to the reverso round. So it's your chance now, Cecilia, to ask us some questions. Don't, don't make them as difficult as my ones. <laughs> I, I, I really would love to know what means art for you? Okay, I'll answer that since Dan's like <laughs> laughing like silently. Um, okay, so I think, okay, I'm not talented whatsoever. So in middle school, I took art. And uh, in order to take higher level art in high school, the teacher needs to recommend you to take art. So they need to write a recommendation letter to say, yeah, she can take it. And then I went to the art teacher and I was really optimistic because I thought I was not bad, right? And she was like, please don't do it. So because she said, please don't do it, I thought, yeah, I'm going to do it just to prove to you I'm really good. So then um, I finally convinced her to... Uh, let me get like go into higher art but because I know I don't have the talent for art I always thought okay how do I create uh, everything was very literal you need to create x amount of pieces you need to be able to describe your art piece nothing about it um, involved my actual emotion so everything was very methodical, I, logical. I had like a methods for doing things, how to score high, how to talk to the examiner about my piece. And then points wise, I did so well, but I know it was only because I could sell well and speak well, but the art yeah, you was game terrible. the system. 
yeah the art was terrible I had nothing if you looked at my work you would wouldn't even know I did I made it so then but then now like fast forward many years later I look at art very differently I think any form of art is okay like any kind of medium as long as it gave the artist a channel to express themselves so even if you put like some abstract art that's just like a can on the ground and some paint on the floor I used to never understand that I used to think okay this is rubbish right but now I'm like no it's it's a way for the artist to express something that was happening during that period of his or her life and that's like good enough for me so it's very different now yeah mm. so my my answer would be um i would say in the last two three years you know my appreciation for art is definitely gone up because i have some friends that are interested in art and they explain to me the history of art and i find that all very interesting you know uh the history lessons because they're all stories you know so i like listening to that but then when I look at certain pieces of art, and I think maybe it's also due to my experiences in life, you know, after you reach a certain age, you have more experiences, you, you enjoy the highs, but you've also had some lows, you know, and those flavors of life can be reflected in people's artwork. And for, for a moment or two, you can really resonate in that piece of artwork where you almost like you say, get lost in the artwork, because it just had that communication channel with you that is just a very personal thing right and, and you see that and I've seen that in some artworks and um, I kind of get it when they say you know what is it what do you see you know what do you see and how do you feel about this piece of art and I'm also more confident to say you know I don't feel anything <laughs> you know with this with this piece of art it's not really doing anything for me um so yeah, that, that's what I would say. I, I would say I would love to be able to furnish my home with the art that I would like because going, you know, just walking past the stairs and seeing a piece of artwork that resonates with you will say, change your mood mm. um, like immediately. And I think that um, how you emotionally feel in a certain part of the day really impacts your productivity your performance um and i don't think you know that's appreciated as much so i that's that's my interpretation of art it's very interesting that's very because i i i often think um like la land like any kind of form of art any medium is uh, valid for for show the the what the artist uh, feel and also touch the feelings of others mm -hmm. and I also um, agree with, with Daniel that um, art uh, if you like the art uh, can change totally your your mood can makes you feel better mm -hmm. um, it depends also if the if the art if the object likes or not so the the next question uh, I have for you is uh, all that is known by art or let me reformulate better um, all um, what people say is art 
is art for you, but just the artworks and the pieces you you like. And it has to do a, a bit with Daniel was saying that I want to have the art I I I the things I like. I want to uh, I think I understand uh, well furnish my home with the art I love. Mm -hmm. So is everything what is called art art for you or you decide what is art for you and not. Wow. Well I think art isn't just like a you know, drawing and painting. I think, you know, movies, you know, they're kind of artists. It's a, it's a different medium to express your message. Um, I don't think you can, it sounds very like, I don't know, very arty or very like airy fairy to say, but some art is probably not supposed to be owned, you know? And um, as you said, you know, you enjoy your walks with nature. And I think, you know, that is an art in itself. You know, nature is one of the best artists that has totally, you know, evolved through time and survived through time. And then you find that through nature, in many cases, you know, they have the solutions to the most complicated questions in the most simplest form. And um, we mentioned it before the call about like how we go on walks or maybe during this interview, like how we go on walks and stuff. And I love the feeling of, well, just the action of walking. And then if you add the nature and the green, and I think it's scientifically proven that green is calming. Um, you know, it can have that like, yeah, that, that uh, impact on your life. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, I kind of just, I'm kind of just like expanding on what I said earlier. I think there's the actual like art, like uh, categorizing things into art, like an, an object is art, a movie is an, is an art piece, so on and so on. There's that definition. And then there are things that I think are a piece of art. So it, it can even be like a watch style. I can look at something and say, well, this is a piece of art. Even, even though the person's intention could actually just be like, now nah, I'm just using a machine to like make this. Um, as long as that thing to, like through my eyes feels like a piece of art, um, just from maybe skill or craft, I will categorize that in my world as like art. So um, there's like art, the, the normal definition. And then it's also what I feel, the amount of effort someone put in. So, yeah. That's how I would define art. Thank okay. you. Thank you yeah. for your question, for your answers. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, right. So we go on to the last segment of this interview, which is the pump push around. So just a few questions. Um, I guess, you know, we can start off nicely with three words to describe your hometown of Buenos Aires. Okay. Um, um, here I'm divided because also now Genova is my hometown. <laughs> so I do it double, if you agree. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so Buenos Aires, I, in three words, um, political, cosmopolitan, masculine. It's a very masculine city. Okay. Genova, historical, noisy, um, very feminine city. Mm. Ah, 
I love it's interesting that. that you went with like political straight with Argentina I didn't know it was that political there is always there is always something happen about politics and crisis economics in Argentina <laughs> right okay number number two tell us one thing you miss from Argentina the most aside from family you can't say family candies some candies <laughs> Some candies that I cannot find here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's any listeners in Argentina. Maybe you want to tell them. Maybe they'll send them to you. Well, what, what candies do you miss? Is there a name um, for them? London's probably eaten them. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are um, um, something that is called uh, sweet of uh, milk. And it's very mm. sweet. Mm. And it's, it's similar to the caramel. Mm. It's similar to the caramel. But it's different. So, but uh, some candies I can find. I can I can be found here, but others not. Candies from their childhood mainly. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you. In Chinese, in China, we have these white rabbits. So it seems like you're missing some white rabbits. Yes, like kind of like milk. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm missing that. Right now, number three. Tell us. You might have answered this before, but tell us one Argentinian quote that means a lot to you. Um, I, I need to be honest, uh, and <laughs> I have not uh, an Argentinian quote that uh, be attached more. I mean, my inspiration is uh, this Argentine writer, Jorge Luis Borges, but instead, for many, many years, was a, a very known um, uh, Italian quote uh, that inspired also my work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's um, a quote from uh, Dante Alighieri. Mm-hmm. L'amor che muove il sole l'altre stelle, that love that moves the, the sun and the other stars. And the, the quote in itself talks about love that move can move things, but it's, um, it's, the, final, um, it's the final step of uh, the Divine Comedy where uh, Dante realized that. Uh, it's love what's moved everything and he found uh, finally he feels this love and this love moves a desire to do things and if this desire comes from this love uh, he's inside the circle this divine circle you know the 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 the, the motto circular uh, of of the divine intention of like have a purpose so this is my this is my quote that always came to my mind Mm. okay next one where do you see yourself in 10 years time in 10 years exactly i want to have 50 years old because this year (laughs) i'm have my 40s so what's a oh, good you look person? great for your age. Well, I I would not have yeah. had you down for that. Uh, I I I thought this. Yeah, no way. What genes me. do you have? Like, yeah. I have Chinese genes, and already people think I'm thirteen. But but you, I did not have you down for that. Yeah. Uh, yes, mostly people tell me that I don't look like I have fourteen, but I have. So mm. except. Exactly in 10 years, I'm going to have 50 years old. And it's a question that came often to my mind, how I see myself. And I know from my past experience 
that is now where I need to start to build where I want to be in 10 years. And mm -hmm. I see myself, I see myself creating, experimenting mm -hmm. with new mediums, uh, going um, far, uh, uh, not, uh, I mean, I do hyperrealist now, but I can imagine very well also to other kind of mm. arts as self-expression. Maybe I, I found also meaning in abstract art or performance, or I just, I imagine experimenting, experimenting new, new, new ways of expressing. Mm. Okay. Right, next one. Um, who are your inspirations? I have many inspirations. Uh, uh, well, Jorge Borges is still one of my main inspirations, but also Genoa inspired me a lot. Uh, the city is very historical and has their own patina. Mm -hmm. um, uh, also some movies, books, uh, the nature. The nature mm -hmm. is the everyday walk in search of colors. Uh, so inspiration uh, there are many things that really inspire me mm. okay and aside from art do you have any other passions in life um, yes H history these historical places and architecture mm. so oh, okay. one of the reasons also because I live here in Genova because it's mm. um, it's a very historical city. Many parts of the Italian history pass here. Mm. Um, it's full of very historical places. And so in my free time, I use also visit and, and enjoy. I'm very passionate about mm. Okay. Um, just a random question that came to my mind. I forgot to ask in the main interview. Uh, do you like watches yourself? <laughs> yes, of course. Did you, buy, did you collect any watches? Did you buy any watches for yourself? Not still, not still. I'm not still collecting, but um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for one special. Oh, okay. So if you could get a watch, what would it be? <laughs> Definitely uh, a Richard Lange to be young for the merit. <laughs> Oh, what and a I draw it also. Good. I was and not I expecting it. that. Wow. Yeah, same. Classy. Classy. That's, yeah, she has great taste. <laughs> yeah, great taste. I, 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 I knew this watch because yeah. I, I made the commission and when the yeah. client shows me, I start to research. Yeah. And I was wow. like, Cupido made this with this art mm. and immediately fall in love. Because very beautiful. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay. I'm pretty stunned by that choice. Very good choice. Very good yeah. choice. It's massive, though. <laughs> it's big. Very good choice. Right. Uh, last question. Tell us about a profound, life-changing moment that has occurred in your life. I think the moment when... Um, I decide to to stop uh, my work uh, and do things that I, I I just like to do and from this came up that I became an artist mm. um, because it that moment not only was profound was risky and I should like be courage 
And then this change brings the other one. Okay, now we need to eliminate. We need to uh, live in other country, whether mm. the, maybe the culture is different and um, all these, these things that uh, means immigration. Mm -hmm. um, it was fear in, in the middle. Uh, so that was um, a, a moment when it was very, very profound and these big changes, this crisis that bring changes and do you, you in that moment, you don't know mm. how gonna be, how, how it's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. But then looking back, it was it. It was it, it yeah. because may may I ask like when you made that choice to do that, how old were you? Um it was I have uh 29, 29 mm. year old. Okay. It was in um, 2000 in the end of 2013, beginning of 2014. Mm. Okay, and, and how long had you been thinking about it for before you actually did it? Well, the idea was um, <clears throat> it took me eight months nearly. Mm. Eight months. Mm, it was pretty, not so. It was like, oh, okay, I, I come back to my work. I, mm. So it was not like uh, I stop one month, like I take the vacate the the, the, the holidays. So mm. I I was nearly nearly eight months. Um, but in the end of these eight months, I was already experimenting with, with the paintings. So it was like, uh, okay, this is first became the, oh, I cannot anymore. Mm. I need to stop. Then in the stop, oh, the incertitude, what are you going to do? Then the decision, okay. I have this time, I cannot go back. I'm gonna try to fail. <laughs> I'm gonna do the things I like. And then it was like, okay, it's working. We go ahead. And I think it lasts. I think this this moment that was open in 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 that time last and finished in 2016 when I made my first exhibition and this project was declared of cultural interest in my country. Um, then I was invited by the consulate in Barcelona to exhibit in Barcelona this project. So it was like I closed this, this circle there. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing so much yeah. to us today. And thank you for being so personal. Um, I enjoyed it very much. Me too. Um, such an inspiration <laughs> thank you so much to you thank you yeah. unfortunately uh, i can't afford your art but hopefully one day okay one day okay um i'm not so egotistical that i'd ask for a portrait though but definitely a watch i'd, I'd select a watch yeah so, so yeah thank you thank you so thank much. you daniel thank you lan lan uh, you are so kind, and I'm so grateful that you gave me the opportunity to make this show, this uh, and have this talk with you, and I could express myself, and and even I I enjoy so much that I could open mm. uh, 
and, and tell things that hey, you know, nobody knows. Uh, so thank you. Don't worry, you still have time to tell me to edit it out. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you can still message me afterwards and say, no, nah, don't put that in. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, thank you to all our listeners for listening in. Um, we'll, we'll see you on the next one. If you want to um, check out Cecilia's page again, it's at Cecilia is my name on Instagram and you can contact her there. She's very, very active and very, very prompt. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next one. Hope you enjoyed it. Bye. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to the waiting list podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to reach out to us at the waiting list podcast on Instagram or via our private accounts. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.